It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and it's articles of news for the week of the uh, 21st of May 2018. It's me, Richie T, and I'm joined with Janae Manite. Hi, everybody. Uh, she could be here without her, as she calls them littles, uh, because we're able to record this at a different time. <laughs> Wonder Woman shirt? Uh, good. Look look at you. Yeah, nice job. I thought for a second it was a Weezer shirt, but that's awesome. Nope, not quite. And you're bad A, if, uh, bad a enough to be uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman, by the way. I just want you to know that. I... For, uh, for five-year-olds. Yeah. I recognize that no one's going to cast me in anything Not as a real crazy, Wonder Woman. Like no. a real one. No, 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 no. No. My, my backhand, roundhouse kick, whatever. Your it's backhand, not, it's, it's not. Kick? Yeah, I don't know. I, see, I think the problem, the see, first problem that you have is there's no such thing as a backhand. Not, no, round. there isn't. There isn't. And I'm fully aware of that. But uh, no. How's baby growing going for you? Baby growing's all right. Yeah? Yeah. Still sick? Yeah. No. No, None? I actually don't feel too bad. I'm... Yeah. I'm now more of like a regular stereotypical pregnant person that just gets kind of tired easily and yeah. needs to take it somewhere. Which is not easy. too much different than how you were feeling before. Oh no, before I felt miserable. Okay. Te- just absolutely <laughs> like terrible. This baby thing is easy. I got this, no problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that really it's wonderful. I can do normal things like get dressed and go to the store and hey, wear a Wonder and Woman shirt. Wear a Wonder Woman how shirt. How far along are you? I am almost twenty weeks. And we, do we know if it's a Richie or a Janae yet? We're We'll find out. Okay. Um, we'll find out next Wednesday. Oh, oh my gosh. And Are then, you keeping it secret from everybody? No. Well, wait. Keeping it secret? Yeah, oh, like no. not telling anyone you and your husband just n- No, we're actually not even going to find out until the following sa- uh, Sunday. Okay. And we'll have our families over and do like one of the little gender reveal parties. Okay. I've never done that before. Sure. But since I we would have think a- that you would be all over that. Uh, I sure am now because mm-hmm. we've got a you know a six year old and a four year old who are ultra aware like they are old enough to understand what's going on right. and to be excited about it. Right. So they can't wait. They're right. there. So for their sake, it's like oh well, we'll have a full on gender you know, reveal party. Yeah. <sighs> I picked the theme and everything. I know. What is it? What is the deal? <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay. How we wonder what you are. Oh. Right? <laughs> Isn't that cute? It is cute. You just put stars and everywhere. Don't, and don't let me uh, don't let me rain on your parade. I think oh, it's no. awesome. Oh, no. You, br- you bring but, on the rain and I, we'll but, just dance in it. But I mean, <laughs> geez. <laughs> but I mean, at some point, right? Right? Like, it's silly. Uh, it's silly like and ridiculous. I saw a bunch of kindergarten graduations and I'm just like. Oh, it's it, right on par with. With oh the kindergarten graduation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's but it's uh like I said, we haven't done this in the past with our first two, but because we have these two little kids that are already excited, right. this will just I mean, they'll remember this for Are they hoping for a brother? Lives. Are they hoping for a They sister? are insistent that it be a girl. Okay. They want a little and sister you? Any so feelings bad. From you? I would obviously like a little yeah. girl yeah, very you'll much. Love whatever. Uh, I mean, everybody I talk to is like, oh, you have to have a girl. Yeah. The Disney princess has have to have, have a girl. I'm like, well, um, but my mom, in, or my mom, my husband insists that I'm a good boy mom. Uh-huh. So he's like, we could just keep having boys. That's because he just doesn't want to have a daughter. Yeah, he, didn't, you know, he totally doesn't want to have a daughter. He really legitimately thank you, no. does it. Uh, well, cool. That's exciting. Yeah, it'll you'll, be fun and cute. I'll you'll, s- you'll make sure and share pictures. Sure, uh, if you'd like me to. And your kids, I mean, you referenced them earlier as little. I mean, they're, they're not, not too terribly they're little. They're not anymore. little you're anymore, right. so you're, you're right. going to have to find another <laughs> term that you use too much. They'll 
probably always be that the until they head off on their mission or something <laughs> like that. Elder Little, uh, yeah, I swear that's yeah, not my that's, last name. Pro- yeah, no, my mom just called me that forever. Uh, what else is new with you then? Um, goodness, not a whole lot that's new. I've I know you been... went and cheered your husband on in another race. A lot of uh, people when? did that. The, that oh was the no, one... he didn't. He didn't compete in Saint George. Oh, I Iron thought he Man. did. Uh-uh. He was considering it, but he's now he's going to focus on. Um, there's a huge who if anybody knows who the iron cowboy is he's sure. the yeah yeah even right? i know and he's i'm amazing. not very yeah um i for people who don't know he is the man who set the world record for doing 50 ironman races 50 ironman distance races in 50 states in 50 consecutive days which no one like even his sponsors and medical professionals thought was even possible so he's and gonna he try and did do it that? so no so he that guy say, has that guy, a big your husband guy, doesn't have enough time yeah no no he doesn't um he is doing his own race called Utah's Toughest okay. and it's a, it's essentially an Ironman but it's lots and lots of climbing okay there's I don't remember exactly what it is but there's like 4,000 feet of elevation gain or oh my four, gosh. I may, I may I might be getting that com- that number completely wrong but it's it's like an Ironman up a mountain okay essentially cool so for he's crazy gonna people. he's awesome. gonna yeah for crazy yeah. people completely so he's gonna do that so no no other races in between now and then i think that's at the very very end of august or mid-august cool so that'll be good nice but yeah no we've just been are you nesting doing the i'm getting to the point where i feel like i need to do that yeah yeah it's like okay let's make this place look a little less insane and more manageable and like i can breathe in it and but then you can't do too this... much till you know the gender right because yeah, you feel like you have to true. buy gender specific things for the very room, true very true my husband when my very first one was born was did a beautiful job building this gorgeous nursery turning mm-hmm. one of our rooms into a really nice little nursery so we will and then we made another nursery for the second one and but now being the the ages that they are we're like Meh, maybe we'll put them together in the oh, room yeah. Bunk and beds. uh yeah so Brother the, bunk beds. they'll love that right one of my favorite memories from growing up with my older brother Jeffrey. really oh yeah oh let's play gourmet chef he still makes fun of me for doing that <laughs> That does not surprise me at all that little Richie is like, yeah, let's do Let's play these games. I just want to go to sleep. We were teenagers at the time. (laughs) It's like, I've got class in the morning. That's too funny. It really is cool, though. Sharing a room. It's fun for a little while. They'll get sick of it pretty quick. At some point, well, yeah, I don't know. But they'll they'll have fun. So we'll have to do that. Then you stick the older one in the basement. Just go downstairs (laughs) and be moving Just go downstairs to the unfinished basement. We'll put up some sheets on the on the walls. Exactly. And they'll be like, oh, this is cool. Little fort down there. floors. (laughs) So yeah, that'll be fun. When as soon as we figure out what it is, we'll I'll be able to plan more and all that stuff. Oh, I figured out what our uh, I finally figured out. Last time I was here, we were talking about how to announce it on Facebook. Uh Just like the fact that we're pregnant and Uh you said something about the uh, have the rabbit die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do the dead 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 rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. So I'll I'll give you. I don't have it on my phone or anything to show you now, but you know the the DJ Dead Mouse. That's got like the humongous quasi Mickey head with Uh the two X's over its eyes. Yeah. I just turned it into two rabbit ears. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll get I'll get that to you. I'd love to see it. Um. Anyway. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I had my biggest wedding of the year over the weekend or two. Yeah, last weekend um, up in Sundance. It was gorgeous. That's the season for sure. It's the season. You hanging in there okay? 
Um, I worked all that, weekend and now it's yeah. Monday and I'm exhausted. And you're exhausted. Yeah. Um, I with this this with this one that was the biggest uh, of my year. It was let's see. I got I started at 5 p.m. six four three three p.m. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Worked all evening. Um, worked literally all day Friday. Mm-hmm. Part of it was going up to Sundance and um, adhering a bunch of stuff to a structure that they mm-hmm. were going to be married underneath. Went back home. Finished you know finished out the day working building stuff. Stayed up all night long. Like well I went to bed at five and I got up at seven. So that's maybe not all night yeah. long. But then the whole rest of the day and then I was a guest at the wedding as soon Ugh. as I was done building everything. I my Mother's Day I was so I was never so grateful that it was Mother's <laughs> Day because I just laid in my bed and could not move. Bring me food. I was like oh my goodness and they sure did. They brought me breakfast Aww. in bed. It was so sweet. Um, and, and I lunch. laid I laid there. It's church like, in bed. Mom. Church was so hard. <laughs> church was so difficult. So difficult. I was. It took me a good forty eight hours to recover. Jeez. But that's okay. I don't. I don't have another crazy intense one like that until probably August. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, anything else? We should um, church wise, I uh, I sang with my little boy in. Oh, I saw in that. Church. Is there? You that probably didn't do a video of it, right? Well, you can't really video well, things in. <laughs> I mean, Actually, you're not supposed to. I never, my husband totally, he totally videoed it. See? Because I guess he didn't know. There's never really been a big thing where it was like, let's just video. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, like, yeah. I want a video of this. Right. Anyway, so he did. And a member of the state presidency was there that day. So he comes down afterward and he's like, that, what, he was so sweet. That was beautiful. How great. He's, so, my little guy is six. And mm-hmm. so it was, you know, you don't often have a special musical number given From by a someone and that's that young. So he was very complimentary and very sweet. But then he was like, so going to have to have you delete that. uh, Probably better delete that video you took. And my husband's like, oh, oh, okay." He's like, yeah, we don't we don't really do that. But, you know, so just go ahead and delete that. But, you know, show show her, you know, let her watch it back. But first, you know, and then. So did you keep it or delete it? Um, No, it's gone. Oh, (laughs) obey. At least I think at least I think it's gone. I didn't watch him push whatever. But anyway, it was that was, was a really cute, fun experience. It? it was a fun experience. I literally didn't even like. I haven't. I haven't. Maybe you know what? Now that I say that, because I haven't. I keep forgetting, honestly, to watch and, it. To watch it. it, and so maybe what he did, he probably hasn't what did you it sing? yet. Uh, teach me to walk in the light. Oh, which is a cute. There's yeah. that second verse is like, "Come, little child," and, and so together yeah, we'll learn. Learn. I so always want to say, pray. he's saying the yeah. Well, we'll do something sure. spiritual. We'll do something it's fine. spiritual. That's spiritual. A lot of it'll increase your testimony. And um, he sang the first verse, and then I sang the second verse, and then we both sang the third aw. verse. It was it was cute. At least Did I you cry? thought it was cute. No, <laughs> no, Did he that cry? Would, no. Did he freak out? <laughs> he was so excited. It was it was precious. He was so he was like literally jumping up and or well bouncing on the seat like as soon as uh, the war as soon as sacrament began. He's like, mm. is it my turn yet? Yeah. Go? Can I go yet? Is it my turn yet? Jeez, he was really kid, so he? excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. No, he's I'm our ready. our oldest is the what Enoch is his name. He's the one that we were like, oh man, his name is Enoch, and we're those people. Mm-hmm. Enoch, uh, he is one of he's the, that kid in the middle of the primary program that's like. 
chest. But he's he's just he. But he's being serious. He's trying his hardest. Yeah, he's not being he's obnoxious. Just, he's, he's not being. He's not intentionally he being obnoxious. Yeah. Which makes because it's endearing and sweet. He, everybody. At least I. This is my the general feeling I get from everybody is that they laugh and they think it's adorable yeah. and great. Because well, there always has to be that kid. There's got to be just like the bow tie kid. guy in the ward. There always has to be the loud kid in the primary. <laughs> the loud kid. But he really is trying his best. So after a couple primary programs like that, we've uh, my husband and I looked at each other and it's like, oh, I guess maybe we better foster this little. There's part of being a <laughs> like... part of a group where we try not to have one Goodness. person stand out. Um... No, he's trot like everyone will say he actually he's on pitch like he's he en- obviously enjoys to sing and he sure. has a tiny you know a tiny little little four year old five year old talent for it. So here he is at six years old and it's like okay, well we'll just let we'll just give you this little experience and it ended up going really well. You gotta you gotta put the hammer down on that because uh, you know otherwise he's gonna start getting ideas. He's gonna start <laughs> uh, performing into his Perform- teenage years <laughs> and, and then uh, what? starting and then what his do own do? podcast. And then what do we do? Then we just. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's living with his dad and he's 38 years old. Best hover DJ ever. in ever. How's that going, by the way? Uh, DJ stuff's let's going well. Let's talk about you. Yeah, busy all weekend. Yeah, let's uh, hear what were your I did a wedding things. on Thursday night. Nice. Um, okay. How was it? It was, uh, now I can't even remember which one that was, actually. And I did a wedding on Friday night where I thought I would see you, someone from the old ward. Who? Who's? Uh, Courtney Anderson. Oh, you were there? And Yeah. I was course. at, uh, my husband was in a huge concert up on Friday night, and right. I was really disappointed because I wanted to go to her wedding. Yeah, so that was fun, and then Saturday morning, I did a uh, race for DJ Rob. Oh, nice! Which and one? And then uh, the Brain uh, Brain Alliance Brain Injury Alliance. That's what it was. Oh. Brain, brain Injury Alliance over at Liberty Park. Gorgeous oh, day. Oh, nice! And then in the afternoon, I played with Ladybugs at the Daybreak Ladybug <laughs> Festival, and then Saturday night was the. Um, the uh, Man of the Year, Woman of the Year celebration with Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I was wow. uh, nominated for that, but I did not win. Spoiler. Wait, you were nominated? You didn't go and work there. You were nominated for that? Yeah. Wow. I was nominated wow. for it, but I did not win. I lost. You know what? You're a winner in it's my heart. It's an honor just being nominated. It is. Yes, it is. That's great. Yeah, it was my pretty goodness, cool. My goodness, what a full weekend. Yes. And then yesterday, I slept until uh, about 11, I I, got, I finally got blinds at my house. So, oh, uh, really? So now my house can now be dark. Can. <laughs> and so I shut the door and slept until about 11 o'clock and then went to church and then came home and slept and then went to my dad's house and had pot roast with my family. Hey, there like you go. Like a regular Mormon kind of family There you does. go. Did you bring your sweetheart? Uh, yes. Yep. How's she, she doing? She didn't work with me most of the weekend, um, but she did, uh, she did come with me to church. It was good. Church was hard yesterday. It was particularly hard to clue in. To the to what people were saying it was Just like how so high council Sunday or? and the yeah partially tired and sometimes there's just days you go to church and it's like this isn't clicking and then you're like yeah. what's my problem is it me am I not feeling the spirit am I not paying attention am I looking at my phone too much maybe I need to put my phone away maybe I should go back to doing the paper scriptures maybe I need to. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> And it just but it was it was just hard to be there. It was a gorgeous day outside. The walk to church and the walk home from church was gorgeous, gorgeous, perfect. Mm-hmm. Had spiritual conversations, but church itself yesterday, I just uh, it, it just was a hard thing to clue in. Week before, when we had done it on vacation, it was great. Yeah, that, you know the sacrament that we went to before. Uh, so it just sort of ebbs and flows. And, okay. I th- and it's interesting because I don't think that I've ever talked us. about that, in, you know, sort of out loud. But I've had some some um, church services recently where it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, this is what it is all about. Yeah. 
And I love that, but it's also it, that makes it a little harder when they're not when they you don't connect like that, where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, like oh, I was so spiritually uh, enriching before. Yeah, and now. why can't it be like how it was? And it can't obviously always be like that. Yeah. But no, that's all of us. There's gonna be days that you really connect with what they say, and other days where it's like, what? Why? What? Huh? It, waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> why did I do like, that? But uh, it's never a waste of time. Never. Uh, yeah, but you almost feel like it is, right? Like that. Sometimes you, you have to. Yeah, you have like, to. This like, feels oh, like a waste goodness. of time. Okay, now what am I missing? Maybe I could. Now uh, here's a question. Oh, sorry. Continue no, go ahead. your thought. And no, then go ahead. I, I have. Go ahead. Here's the how question. How is uh, how is uh, your sweetheart doing with like how how is she enjoying this whole go to church with you every Sunday experience? What are, uh, her, what I think are her when thoughts we have, at this point? I think when we have days like we had yesterday, I think that it's harder for her, but she loves yeah. it otherwise. The ward is really great to her. Uh, this is your first time listening. Uh, the, my girlfriend is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She just comes with me because I said, hey, you know what? I had uh, I had a uh, partner, a love partner. <laughs> a love partner? <laughs> I wanted to describe it that way. Uh, you know, I had a, my ex-wife um, was Mormon in name only, and uh, and I and was a chore to get her to come to church. And so I was like, nah, I'm not doing that again. So with this relationship, I said, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to do this alone. I'd appreciate it if you'd come with me. And she has. She's met me every step of the way. I don't know that, um, you know, it's interesting because I think uh, as far as her like process or, or her walk goes, like the bishop has tried to give her a calling already. Oh. And, um, and the, uh, like the, a couple of people in Relief Society have been like, hey, why don't you come along? Why don't you, you know, come do this? Come and, to, to just Relief come Society. Because she'll go to sacrament meeting and then she'll go to Sunday school with me but then she leaves. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think that a lot of people would have normally just bent due to social pressures. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, okay, I guess I was invited. I'll come with you. Uh, <clears throat> she's not yet. And I think that it's interesting um, to me because I, it's not that I don't think that she'll go. She just doesn't want to go for any other reason than she wants to go there. No, I think that's a good thing. Right. And I think so too because yeah. then when she's going, she's going for the for, right reasons. Yes. But it's interesting because I think there are uh, maybe subculturally within our faith that people will do things because they were asked, not oh, because okay, they yeah. feel like they should or that they want to or something like that. Like, hey, will you do this? Well, I don't think I'm really good at this, but y- yeah, I will. Uh-huh. Or, you know, I don't really want to or I don't believe in this or whatever, but yeah, I will. I think just that's just we almost more just societal. It's right. like the politeness of... Right. You know. and, it's not, and, you know, you say that and it's not like she's rude. She's oh, no, just, I'm so sorry. I didn't no, mean no, no, to no, no, but she's just... She's just like, you know, um, no, I think that's good. I think that's good because then you get people when they, when they out of politeness or whatever it is, they say yes, then they sometimes can tend to resent whatever it is or, Mm -hmm. you know, get it, get upset later on or be, just be overwhelmed. And, and, you know, so, and like you said, when it does happen, if does, if it ever does, then she'll be going for the the reasons reasons of her wanting to and not because she felt that that she had to. Or whatever it is. Uh, it's interesting to me. I want to jump into this. I've got an email that I received. If you listen to um, articles of news where I visit with Lindsay, throw your hands up in the ayurts. By the way, can't find that episode. Oh, yeah? the one where you list that it's Lindsay, I pull it up and it's uh, Molly. Interesting. I'll see if I can't find it. Because I was l- specifically trying to catch up. And And there's also the one that I did with Brother Kyle. That was <laughs> last week. There are a few things I enjoy more than listening to you and Brother Kyle. <laughs> I really... He's, he's so snarky. I love it. Uh, but we talked about the Patreon page where people can oh, yes. can hop on if they want to sponsor. 
And uh, I talked about, you know, that I feel sort of uneasy trying to get people to pay money for a religious thing. And that feels sort of the priest crafty or, you know. Which is sweet of whatever. you to be hesitant. That's I think that's a good a good thing. But you don't need to worry. Is. Don't right. need to worry. Well, let me read this email well, from Jason Wade Nielsen. He says, Richie T exclamation point. <laughs> He says, it's about time that you offered a way for us to support the show. Any podcast or show that keeps my attention for longer than a year gets my financial support. Since I've been listening to your podcast, it's a show, Jason, since 2013, I've been suffering from listener's guilt for far too long, so thank you for the remedy. Says the cultural hall helps me stay in the know about all things Mormon. Living in a small town, uh, small mountain town in Colorado, I sometimes feel disconnected from everything that is happening in the church and the culture of the church. So thank you. He says, a quick thought about your angst of asking for financial support. He says, knock it off. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with making money on this show. Your show keeps us informed. It challenges stereotypes and warns of cultural pitfalls. It's a much-needed public resource. If some non-contributing zero YouTuber or Viner can make money, adding no value to this world, then why is it so wrong for you to make a few bucks with all the good that you do? And then uh, he says, I want my $5, which is what he pledged through Patreon, going directly to your pocket. Nothing but love, oh, Jason. Brother so, Nielsen. So, or Nelson. Uh, it? it is Nielsen. Nielsen. That was very sweet. Uh, so thank you for that. And I also need to say thank you to a few other people as well. So we posted this, and um, I think I alluded to this maybe online, but maybe in the last episode, uh, that I need to eat crow a little bit because I didn't know that anyone would, would care, right? Uh, that anyone would come financially through supporting and, and, or? and yeah, be willing to sort of financially support. So uh, a shout out to a few folks, uh, Janet Howard and Michael Bishop, who are um, now sponsoring this thing. Jason Wade Nielsen, who I just read, uh, Robert Casey, Deanna Otten, Tracy Nightingale, Leading LDS, the folks over there, the Leading LDS oh. podcast and website, oh. uh, Tyler Harper, Rob Allen, Michelle Stevens-Williams, and Vaughn Spendlove are all now uh, Patreon patrons, as oh, they call it. you guys, thank and, you. Yeah, it's awesome. And the thing is, I mean, Jason says he wants the $5 going directly to my pocket, <laughs> and, and it won't. What what we're going to do is we're going to try and get to, uh, I think that it's $50 a month. It might be 55 I need to look, but we're going to try and set that as like the first level of this thing, because we really want to have uh, video, make video a, a greater part of the cultural hall. So, and in what capacity are so you like, intending? F- so for example, your here in the room with me now, if we make it uh, so that we could do the video, what could happen is it could sound great like it does with me and you being in the same room, mm-hmm. but you could stay and lock yourself into your room at your house and through the Wi-Fi at your house and through your phone, we can video chat. I can make an audio oh. recording. You don't have to drive here to see me. And we can also get in people like Russ and Chow down in Austin, oh, Texas. Oh, okay. We can also get uh, Brant from the Mormon News report, which, by the way, if you're not listening to that, that is my uh, Monday listen to the Mormon News report. I go to the gym and I click it in my ears, the first thing that's there. They did a really great job with um, the Boy Scouts sort of leaving the Boy Scouts exodus of the church. Oh, I can't wait to to listen to that. Can't Uh, wait. Because it's interesting because they go through sort of each of the organizations, the young women's and what that means, Mm -hmm. the young men's and what that means, and so on. Uh, I haven't listened to uh, Monday the 21st yet. But it will be uh, it will be my 
first to go to when I get the chance. Anyway, so they do a great job. Um, we could get a couple of people on. So it could be me and you and Brother Kyle, for example, and you and Brother Kyle can be in your own respective places, <laughs> or you could, you guys can go and be hanging out, and I can talk to you that way. We'll, so. we'll go invite ourselves to lunch and leave you here in the right, studio. Right, Yeah. Or I don't <laughs> Which we would never studio. do that, Richard. Oh, you we might. We would never leave Brother you Brother Kyle out. might. He's sort of a jerk. Well, that'll uh, be helpful after this. <laughs> I was going to say, that'll be helpful after this baby comes. Yeah, see? So that we don't yeah. lose you, right? Other I, folks I, like, yeah, I don't uh, like, uh, go dark. you know, like just Joni, like, you know, all the kids. Oh, yeah. So we can try, all and, the get, kids. With so all we can the try and do all that stuff. Okay. Um, great. So Thank you if, so much to those people that were willing to contribute. That means a lot. So if people want to do it, they can go to patreon.com slash the cultural hall. And just to give you an idea, uh, since we put out in a month's time anywhere between like eight to ten episodes. Mm-hmm. That's just the cultural hall this side, not the, not including the Mormon News Report. Uh, that's like ten cents an episode if you do if you pledge a buck. Yeah. So nothing. So basically nothing. Yeah. Yep. Ba- basically nothing. But I mean, if you want to do a bigger one, that's obviously great. We'd love that as well. But just consider doing that. Patreon.com/slash/theculturalhall. Thank you, Jason, for your email. And as always, you can contact us. Contact at theculturalhall.com, and you can also find us on all the social medias: Facebook, Twitter. We're on Instagram and Pinterest, where we have our largest following. Actually, I think Twitter's our largest following now. But is it now? But uh, uh, Pinterest is full of pretty cool church nerdy things. I was <laughs> poking around there the other day. Carly's done a really good job with Carly that. Carly so. is fantastic. It's uh, really well done. You can find it all at the Cultural Hall. Let's take a break and come back and do actual articles of news. Bye. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of A free offer? Signed, Skeptical. Hi, Skeptical. I remember 22 years ago when we started PC Laptops and our lifetime service guarantee, people thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, Skeptical. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, Whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this 
podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And uh, we go here. First to, I like that you were confused by this, uh, Samaria. And you were like, whoa, what? Idaho. Uh, LDS Apostle Neil L. Anderson, member of the Quorum of the Twelve, dedicated the park in Samaria, which, if you don't know where that is, is southwest eight miles of Malad. Anderson, who grew up in Pocatello, has personal ties to the area, and his mother attended the event to witness the dedication. Uh, what is it exactly that he dedicated? Well, uh, it was a park. It's called Malad Valley Heritage Square, um, and it's to honor the pioneers who settled the valley back in 1864. Many of those present, that being at the dedication this last week, were uh, descendants of the first settlers of the area who were there from uh, the country of Wales. Um, they'd always hoped to be able to do something there to honor the great people who went before them there. So now it's dedicated. <laughs> and now it's dedicated. That's uh, great. So I thought that was interesting. Speaking of uh, dedication, the rededication of the Jordan River Temple yes, over I, the weekend. Did you attend? Or no, I you, didn't. You, not you my temple have. district. But, but it's, it's interesting because I thought for sure that um, just like they did with, uh, was it Payson or the Provo City Center Temple, the Temple Knackle, that we all got mm-hmm. out of church for it? But um, nope, we didn't. Not on this one. Yeah, what no. was it? Provo City Center, I think. Was that was what it was? Everybody, that everybody yeah, got to get out everybody. for uh, to watch that that Sunday? Mm-hmm. I thought they would do the same thing for the Jordan River. Because it's I here thought. in Salt Lake, 20 mm-hmm. miles away from my house. Nope, nope, didn't. My brother did the march. My brother is in the Young Men. So they did like uh, from like a stake center or somewhere to the temple grounds. They did like uh, everyone come and walk along with the saints. Oh. Which was kind of a fun cool. thing. That's uh, cool. And then that. obviously they did the big celebration beforehand mm-hmm. which they're going to stop doing the big uh, big major celebrations oh they are uh-huh. when did that too much happen? work too much too much work? work are you kidding yeah especially on these rededications i think oh, that's probably yeah, more what it is because it's like now we got it we get it it's fine <laughs> It's here. We, we know. There are no and more like escalators. Leighton, Utah is looking forward to the temple. They're like, oh, we just finished with the Brigham City celebration and got the, you know, my fingers. Round are just, up the dancers. Yeah. <laughs> get your ribbons. So, uh, but pretty cool that that got rededicated. As I understand it, there was um, a woman there who spoke in one of the dedication ceremonies who, she was in the boiler room when it was originally dedicated. For whatever reason, she, oh. either her assignment or... 
um, where she was able to actually be there for the dedication. She was down in the boiler room originally, and she was asked to speak. Cool. In the in the second one, because now I think she's like the, the assistant later. matron or something like that. Okay. That so must, you went to it? I, yeah, I was. Uh, it, my husband and I went to the first session that okay. morning. I think it was the second session the second. that that was. How was it? That's cool. Oh, it was great. It was beautiful. Did you bring the kids? Can't bring the kids, no, right? No, can't bring the kids. Can't bring the kids. So we uh, you traded. Lock them in a room. Thanks, Denise. Yeah. We traded back and forth. Sister Christian. Uh huh. <laughs> that old night ranger. That's an old night ranger song <laughs> called Sister Christian. My eyes just got really yeah. big. It's like what, what is going is on? Richie's having a seizure. Everyone. Uh, I saw her the other day. She was at the wedding that I did over the weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, Sister Christian, who is in our ward when I used to be in your ward, and uh, one of our favorite people. Uh, she she's great because I teased her about that night ranger song, Sister Christian. Okay. Um, but beyond that, she's so tan. And I was like, how do you have, how, how are you so tan? Is it just all your really clean living? Because she eats a super strict I still think you need to have her diet. in with you I'd and Jessica. I and would do, do it the, in a heartbeat. The vegan, what is it? The vegan slash holistic living slash We're calling you out, Sister whatever. Christian. You need to come do an episode of The Cultural I Hall. I do. I think but so. But I said, uh, I said is, is it just the clean living? And she's like, yes, that's why I'm so tan. So <laughs> just dark, dark. She's, is she? She did. She looked super dark when I saw her. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess everyone looks pale compared it, who, to me. Was it Elder Iring that spoke of yours? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Among other people. I swear that. Okay. Well, maybe not. Maybe I misunderstood. Uh, what stories do you have? You want to do the do the one on the right there. Oh, wait. We've got well, your right or my right? This one? Your right. Okay. We've got Brooke P. Hales as the newest general authority of the LDS Church. Called Woo-hoo. this last weekend, which is sort of weird because that's not general conference. Yeah, actually, that's it. I feel like it's random that this is popping up now, but I don't know. I know the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced Friday that Brooke P. Hales has been called to serve as a general authority 70. The 62-year-old man has been serving as the secretary to the first presidency prior to his new assignment Thursday and will continue in that role. So he's still going to be their secretary, the mm-hmm. main secretary, but he's also a, been, a, called, been to called to a, the 70. Yeah, to the 70. Is that typical that they would pull w, double duty? like that because the the I mean his secretary position is kind of a big deal that's sure but I think that's so I think that's really his job I think that. he'll continue to be employed at that job okay does oh, that okay. make sense because okay. I think most of the that's 70s not all of them but I think a lot of them still they're not their, full, they're not full-time about um, their day job yeah they, they still a lot of them will still have their day job maybe not just like you have your day job right and then and then I'm called to this you have thing. you're called to the cultural hall and then I'm called to then the you've DJ got your night jobs and the acting oh my gosh I said <laughs> exhausted just talking about it. What's your next uh, play you're doing? Uh, not till Christmas, and it's... Oh, okay. uh, That'll be a Desert it'll Star? Be a, yeah, Desert Star, some sort of parody of The Grinch. Okay. Will I get you... to play the dog. I've played it two <laughs> times before, and it's awesome. I love it. What's the dog's name? Is there Max. Ma- Max. My but goodness. I don't think that's what my name is. And I can't remember. I should know, because I've done it before, two times before, but I don't <laughs> think it's Max. Goodness. Anyway, so exciting for uh, Elder Brooke P. Hales. He served a mission in Paris, France. I'm curious as to whether or not he's related to Robert D. Hales, the apostle who passed away oh. last year. I tried um. to find it. I didn't go on to Ancestry.com. <laughs> but if you look at him, he sort of looks familiar. I don't know. You you printed a box in front of his head, so it, I'm not sorry, totally sorry sure. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, if we had a video, we could show everybody yeah, absolutely. The, the box printed over his head. See? See? That's how great that Patreon Send your money. Is. Send it now. Oh, don't beg. <laughs> Please don't beg. That's what I never wanted to do. No, not at all. Uh, there's this story, which I'll give you the headline on this. 
um, as I had all my articles set out and Janae was reading them over, she's like, well, that's crap. <laughs> um, I just freely give my opinion. The uh, headline, though, actually says, When Mormons Left Me in the Cold with Scouting. Um, he said, This uh, article says, Scouts BSA is an organization for young men and now young women to develop leadership skills and appreciation and a healthy respect for the outdoors and other people. Which You're in good. agreement so far. Yes, I am. Very often this has been done with through youth groups in a variety of religions, and God is even included in the Scout Oath. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're still on board. We've still got Janae on, on board so far. I haven't jumped ship. In Utah, scouting has always been very well supported by the LDS Church. In fact, the LDS Church has been the single largest supporter of the BSA for many years. True. Still on board. Okay. I was lucky enough to participate in scouting while growing up in Utah. In Utah, the wonder and beauty of nature are on full display year-round. Still on board? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's also a majority Mormon, like my uh, scout troop. Still good? Yep. Okay. However, I am not a Mormon. Are you still all right with that, the fact that he's not a Mormon? I'm very happy that he okay. was joining the Mormons, even though he's not one. Fortunately, for most of my scouting career, my troop leader was not a participating member of the LDS Church, and our meetings were held at his house. Still good? Great. This allowed me to be a full participant without feeling pressure to convert or are being left out in any way. The boys in our troop were equal, regardless of their religious beliefs. I worked through the ranks and eventually received my eagle, but as I got older, the LDS Church did not make it easy or appealing to attend scouting meetings. Now, am I starting to lose you? No, not losing me. Okay. After my scout leader passed the position to someone else, the meetings became more about young Mormon boys getting together and doing more church-based schedules and activities. Are we losing you yet? No, but that's too bad. I feel bad that 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 was the case for him. When the leadership transferred, I was not informed and no one gave me the details about the new meeting time or location. The meetings were held at their mutual night for the young men of the LDS ward. A ward is similar to a school district for for what church you go to. You okay yet? You still on board? Still still okay, and I feel bad for him that that I did not want to attend an LDS youth group meeting just to participate in scouting. So I was left to finish my eagle with no support for my troop leaders, and I didn't even know who they were. Now that's too bad, and that's our, that's that's unfortunate. He says, fortunately, my old leader had his two sons going through the same thing, so we worked together as a group of our own outsiders. He said, scouting no longer felt inviting. I felt like I couldn't participate in my troop. My sister has always done everything in the outdoors that I have done. She's a remarkably strong woman with tremendous leadership abilities. Unfortunately, there was not a scouting organization with the same sort of support available to her in my neighborhood. He goes on to say, I'm excited the BSA has made the decision to include girls in their programs. Nature is for everyone to enjoy, which makes it a peculiar decision for the LDS Church to abandon Scouts BSA now that it is allowing women in as well. Okay, so that's where you take umbrage. Because that makes it sound like the Mormon church was like, oh, no, they're letting girls in now? We're out. And that is not the case. And how do you see it as the case? Because there are lots. There's more than just that guy writing that article that thinks I know. That that's the case. It's an, and that's a, an, an unfortunate reality that they see it that way. That's just the the first presidency of the church did not sit around and say, oh, we can't have girls in the Boy Scouts of America. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have to distance ourselves now. It, it's an interesting thing, though, because there are some that even though you say that and even though the church will say, hey, you know what, this is a thing in the long time coming. That uh, there are a lot of people who feel like, you know, once they accepted gay leaders, you know, that we could have gay or gay, yeah, gay leaders and gay scouts within it, that that's when the church started to not be, you know, too enchanted with the Boy Scouts. But, you know, then if you follow the line that the church purports, which is, you know, we're a world worldwide organization, BSA, mm-hmm. the A in BSA stands for America, so we need to be doing something different and something that's worldwide. Like, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, to it some needs to be more well. all 
all-encompassing yeah. for a worldwide but it, church. But it is interesting for 100 years that we stuck with it, and now we we sort of change and opt out. Because we've been a worldwide church for the last 100 years. Uh, it's just, it's. I'm sorry, that's just not the case that they were like, oh, girls can be in it, so now we've got to cut ourselves off. The, you know, the thing that I think will be interesting and, and telling is I'll be interested to see how many uh, LDS folk here in the state of Utah, especially, but across the United States, get involved with scouting still, even though the church has not mm-hmm. said, hey, you know what, we're going to do the scouting thing. How many people are still involved with it? That'll be interesting to see only after the church comes out with what whatever the specific new program, program is. is. Sure. Yeah. If they, if, you know, if everybody, if the majority of people feel like it uh, still meets all of the positive points that Boy Scouts of America originally had, then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, great. We've got something, we've got something just as good, maybe if not better, then, right. then that's what we'll do. And if there's a few things that people felt like were really important, like if we stray away from more of the stress of like, let's get your archery merit badge and right. your start a fire, whereas that those are honestly skills that aren't necessarily used as much yeah, nowadays. I, I would actually argue against that, but sure. lots of people say, oh, well, we don't we don't need I want to be a part of my of my troop and my friends and, and everything but I don't want to go and shoot guns and, and arrows I'd rather right, right. you know whatever it is um if they stray away from that and people would like to still like, no, I want to go, uh, my son needs to go camping and right. my, or my, my daughter needs to go camping every, what, every month, however, every month, um, then, uh, then they can join their, their, their local troop that still exists. Just because the church pulled out of it doesn't mean that we can't still. But I wonder if there will be, be still be schools or church sponsored troops, right? Like maybe yeah. we do it on a, a stake level a stake unofficially. Level, that would be interesting. Would it be, would it like have that. to be unofficial? I guess it would. Yeah, because the church yeah, doesn't, it, isn't supporting like, no, it that, as far as that. that goes. But it's like, here's an LDS yeah. troop for this yeah. area. No, my husband and I talked about it. We talked about it a little bit last night, actually. And he was like, yeah, de- you know, depending on what we have put in place in the future, like I said, with whatever the church comes out to replace this program, mm-hmm. um, I'm still totally planning on... Uh, having them do scouting type things, whether that's with the Boy Scouts of America or in another capacity. But he said, yeah, no, I'll probably, because we have our, our two sons, he's mm-hmm. like, especially with them, I'll go be a parent volunteer or, you know, maybe the time I'll, life will afford me the time to be able to actually be one of their troop leaders and we'll go do that stuff. Cool. So. Good. Still in it. Good. Still in it. I come from a pretty big scouting family. My oh, dad's yeah? a big deal with the scouting and all that. That's so. girl. Good and important. Family, bunch of girls and one boy, right? Uh, no, two girls, two boys that I grew up oh, really? with. Yeah, yeah. I've got my youngest sister. I don't think I realized sister. the other brother. Yeah, I've got I knew the, you had uh, the one. The one, which oh, uh, the one the that one you've that met. met. I've got the semi-pro snowboarder brother. Right. And then the one you met, and mm-hmm. then I've got my little sister who okay. I think I talked about just sure. a little bit ago with her. And shared all the gorgeous all pictures. All the pretty Blah. pictures. <laughs> She's so gorgeous. Blah. Follow us at the Cultural Hall on Instagram. You can see. Just flip back a few. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, there's this. Uh, you already know the answer to this, but think about this. The youngest called apostle. You know, we talk about President Monson being um, so young when he was called yeah, to be an apostle. Yeah, how old was he? I think he was like, I think he was called to be a bishop at like 25 and then yeah. like an apostle at like 35, something ridiculous. Can you imagine being an apostle right now? You're what, 37, 38? Uh, I am 37. No, I cannot. No, okay. <laughs> uh, if anyone is listening and, and 
considering <laughs> it. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but this is sort of interesting. It's an article that LDS Living did. You can find it at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. Uh, it's talking about um, young men getting called at early ages. Like, for example, um, George W. Bean was called as a 70 at the age of 14. Uh, Don Carlos Smith, that's the brother of Joseph Smith, was called to preside over the high priest's quorum at age 19. Joseph F. Smith was ordained as an elder and sent on a mission at age 15. George A. Smith was called to be a member of the first quorum of the 70 at 17, and then in the quorum of the 12 apostles at age 21. Um, But there is uh, a work done by Todd Compton, who is a Mormon historian and author, that he talks about John Willard Young uh, being the youngest person ever ordained as an apostle, 11 years old. It happened during a private event in 1855. Uh, it was President Brigham Young's son, John Willard Young. Uh, he called him to be an apostle shortly after John received his temple endowment, which is also interesting. Can you imagine kids at 11 years old receiving their no, temple endowment? that's just incredible. Um, Brigham Young later set privately apart three other sons and Joseph F. Smith, who served as an assistant counselor to the presidency. As Compton explains of Joseph F. Smith's ordination, which would later have an impact on church history, uh, he says, after a prayer meeting with Joseph F. Smith and four apostles, uh, Young began to take off his temple clothes. Then, as recorded by Wilford Woodruff, all of a sudden he stopped and exclaimed, hold on, shall I do as I feel led? I always feel well to do as the Spirit constrains me. It is my mind to ordain brother Joseph F. Smith to the apostleship and to be one of my counselors. He then asked for the feelings of the apostles present who gave the idea, the hearty approval after which brother Joseph F. Smith knelt upon the altar, altar and we laid our hands upon him. Brother Brigham Young uh, said, being mouth, Young then ordained Joseph F. Smith as apostle and a counselor of the first presidency. So it's this work that is just uh, amazing. Um, so it's the idea that you can be an apostle. Nowadays, we think of an apostle and we think of them being in the quorum of the 12 apostles, Mm -hmm. but people could be called as apostles. Just like my grandfather was a 70. That was an office that he held, but he was never in the, you know, in the quorums of the 70, like you'd see at general conference. That was just a position that they would call similar. Like now they've discontinued high priests. Okay. Now everyone's just elders, at least as I understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you become a high priest if you're in the bishopric. Um, but people would have been called as high priests now. Anyway, so uh, then this goes on to say George A. Smith, born in 1817. Uh, he was the cousin of, prof- of the prophet Joseph Smith. Uh, George A. Smith was deeply committed to the church since his baptism in 1832. He trekked with Zion's camp in 1834, was driven with his ailing parents from Missouri in 1838 and in 1840, uh, so ill that he verily could walk. He left on a mission during those trying times. He was ordained as a 70 at the age of 17. He later became a prominent pioneer in southern Utah, and St. George may have been named after him. I didn't realize that. St. George, Utah. Um, uh, anyway, so it, it's just a fascinating article about the different ages and the different callings and offices that these guys. Can uh, you imagine an 11 year old just no. walking through the temple? No. Just like, hey. Having had his endowments out and then beyond that, just being like, I'm going to go ahead and call a meeting, everyone. <laughs> uh, 
if we Come could. Come here. Over the weekend on Saturday, I actually got to go to um, a family in uh, in my ward got sealed. They got um, a little baby that they adopted sealed to them. Oh, cool. And they've got um, the they've got a oh, I don't know their ages, but they've got some. They're all in primary. Mm-hmm. Um, two boys and then two little twin girls and then this brand new baby and it was really fun obviously so special and great to see their whole family sitting there in the ceiling room all together but it was so interesting like I was thrown off at first to watch to see kids walk into the room of the temple all (laughs) dressed in white I was like wait oh my goodness look at this look at this we've got littles and they were they were perfect and sweet and and great uh you know well behaved it was wonderful but boy right now now I'm sitting there, th- sitting here thinking like, oh my goodness, what if little little Max all uh, calling meetings and yeah. being like, hey there, how's it going? Just uh, here serving in the to, temple. Yeah. <laughs> just doing my part. You know. Just doing the, you know, the things I need to do. It's amazing. Uh, I've got the, we're going to wrap out with the story um, about the NAACP and oh, okay. the fake website. So why don't you go ahead and do that story you've got there. Okay. All right. This is, this is pretty clickbaity, but you know, maybe a good thing for people to talk about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Three ways men and women exercise unrighteous dominion in their marriages without realizing it. So it's a list. That's why I printed it. Lists. Uh, but also unrighteous dominion. Who doesn't love a, a conversation about unrighteous dominion? Gets lots of everybody get excited. Okay. Number one, making decisions without counseling your spouse. Counseling you, with your spouse. You ever do that? Um, no, actually. Ever? I, I, not that I can think of. And are I there permissible? To so per- I've I mean, there's had this, little things. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I've always had the thing that like, if you take that to the wrong degree, it's like, hey, can I go? It's like, that's not the point. That's not the counseling with the other with the other person. But like big decisions, right? Yeah, but I'm not calling him being like, can I buy two gallons of milk instead of one? Do you guys like, have a set money thing but, as far uh, as uh, no, partnership No, our, our money's pretty just But together, like if you wanted to go buy uh, like a $2,000 something, could you just do oh, it? Oh, yeah, no. Amount? No, that's So what's, so that's what's no. the limit? I mean, it's we're I think I've talked about it before how neither of us are really all that into spending money. Like mm-hmm. we're pretty tight-fisted as far as that goes. Right. So, I mean, but even something. But say you saw you were at the store and you saw a really great dress. It was a couple hundred bucks. Could you buy oh, it? Oh, yeah, no. I'd, I'd have to. First of all, I probably wouldn't unless it was something important. Right. Like super you, important. You know, you're doing but, yeah, some big no, wedding I would, and you've happened upon this thing. Some big wedding. And you I had called, to buy it now. Would you I call called, I called. Uh, no, I, yeah, yeah. I would definitely call my husband. Like that's like I wanted to. There's a $350 purse that, uh-huh. is, that I love. It's beautiful and I've wanted it. But I just can't justify spending $350 on a purse. purse. So I just I'm like, I, you know what? I'll wait for like the 75 percent off sales <laughs> that come like once every few years and one came but it still made it over a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and i'm like i just can't justify spending over a hundred dollars on this purse that i really don't need i just want right 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 because right. i'm just ridiculous like that but then i found the knockoff purse at the mall for forty dollars and i texted my husband a picture and i said dear this is the story of this purse yeah. i've wanted it this one looks just the same i want it it's 
it's forty dollars. Go buy me this purse. Save it for my birthday. Yeah. Like, I didn't That's ask awesome. him. Like, would you buy? I was like, go get it. This you, is here, where it's at. This and he just texts back. He's like, just buy it. I don't want to do all that. <laughs> no, I was yourself. like, here, because he's always trying to figure out what to get. I feel you. like we're super tangential right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, no, That's I, okay. I, I, I. So the way that I don't think it's tangential is I think that like, uh, you know, the applicable parts of the counseling, right? Like anything that would affect like jobs, I think you talk about with your partner, right? Yes, of uh, course. Your your employment status, obviously, your where you're going to live. Like, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully no mm-hmm. spouse would ever be like, hey, oh, I put gosh. the house up for the market and we're terrible. moving to, you know, whatever. Or I got a job offer in Kentucky and I said yes, so let's yeah, just go. That like, would not be okay. Like that's the counseling. Like here's an example. Last night I've been telling, you know, family like, hey, well, we're going to do this little gender reveal party on June 3rd on mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, so if you guys can come, we'd love to have you. Um, and then they asked like, oh, are you guys going to find out when you have your ultrasound and then we'll all just be surprised like with the kids? And I was like, no, I think we actually will. We'll just find out with everybody else. But I probably should ask Trent if he actually wants to do that or not. And so right. I asked him specifically last night, hey, do you mind like is do you have a preference as to whether we find out all together or would do you is that important to you that we just find out together with the t- ultrasound tech in a mm-hmm. little room and and so i felt like i should ask him so are they going to put it in know. an envelope then you're, for yeah. you guys to find yeah they out? just write it down they put it in an envelope and then you take it to wherever in fact i still need to i haven't decided exactly how we want to do it whether you you take it to the baker and they make the inside of the cake whatever color wait so you so you don't even find out but you take uh-uh. it to the bakery and they yeah. make oh my gosh mm-hmm. or you take it to the the place that fills up the balloons with confetti oh my and gosh that, yeah i know it's That's a ridiculous <laughs> it's um half of me thinks it's ridiculous and the other half of me is like this is gonna be way more fun than when we found out before sure because before like really you're sitting in a like poorly lit room with this person that you don't know there's goo all over my stomach and mm. it's like all right let's see um well looks like you guys are having a boy that's great congratulations yeah. and then there's the, the few tears that drop and we give each other a hug and i'm still laying there with goop on my stomach <laughs> while they make sure that all the other like pieces of the baby are are forming well yeah you know and then you compare that to albeit ridiculous but these videos of this cute couple standing there with a gigantic balloon over them maybe there's kids that are there there are other children that are below them mm-hmm. and you're surrounded by your friends and family and everyone's like okay here we go three two one you pop this balloon and there's confetti that bursts all over the place that's like as dumb and silly as it is that's a way more fun thing yeah, that's w- true experience and i feel like to do it one time isn't bad yeah so we'll do uh, and like i said because we've got these two little boys that are very young but understand what's going on and are so excited about a new baby coming that's mm-hmm. it's totally appropriate i feel like so i'll uh, i'll buy the crib if you let me know before anyone else does <laughs> I get the envelope before anyone else gets to see it. Okay. That sounds good. Crib. Purchased by me. Purchased by Richie. Number two. Okay. Uh, Using anger to control others. Okay. Now, I don't know why this is necessarily unrighteous dominion. I feel like that's probably just a thing we just all shouldn't do. (laughs) Yeah, probably just like, (laughs) maybe not. just like, man, it says like... Being angry is not bad, which I actually very much agree with. Yeah, um, you can be people, angry. People try to say, like, feelings are good. We got We got to have feelings. You got to, like, 
What's that song? I learned from my dad that it's good to have feelings. What is like, that? Like uh, 21 Pilots. No, I don't know. No? Yeah. Sing it. That's basically it. I don't really it. want you to sing no, it. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go bust that out. No. And I should say that this is um, Julie De Azevedo, Julie De Azevedo Hanks, um, who's an LDS licensed clinic social worker and psychotherapist. She's the one that's giving the advice. And this is all, advice, this is all sort of a transcript from a podcast she did on oh, Mormon yes, marriages. That's right. that's which right. is and we've cool. had her in before. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's awesome. Yep. Um, so she talks about how you it's being angry is not bad, and she wanted to distinguish between angry thoughts and feelings and angry behavior. So mm-hmm. you, you can have angry thoughts and feelings, but it's what you do with those feelings and how you behave that that's uh, that's what's important. So anyway, so that's unrighteous that. dominion number two. What's number three? Hierarchy structures. So she talks in the podcast about how there's two sorts of societal structures: hierarchies and partnerships. And which one do you think we're supposed to have in our marriages? Uh, partnerships. Yep. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Good job, Richard. Look at you. I'm not completely relationship <laughs> worthless. We'll ask Jessica about that. Yeah, well, she'll tell you a um, different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's, no, he's You're riding this ride. You're riding this ride, and that's what I say, because yeah. I am the priesthood holder. Yeah. You're going to go on this Disneyland ride, yeah. and you're going to you, feel terrible. You, and. <laughs> Everybody needs to go back and listen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Back when I made her ride It's a Small World and made her think that it was a, a we, treacherous ride at Disneyland. We need to link your Disney interview with her somewhere in the culture hall so okay. people can I'll do find that. it. So yeah, people can you should check do that. For sure. You should do the Navigating the Magic podcast yes. that uh, Holly that. and Jace take note. care of. Do that. Right, right on his hand in Sharpie. He's not going to forget, people. I won't forget. Excellent. Teal Writing Sharpie at that. Right now. Very right. nice. Very Number nice. Number three? Um, it's partnership. Uh, no, so number three was the hierarchy structure. structure. So what, we're so just supposed the, to have a partnership, the, that's it? So you got to have a partnership, and lots of times, I guess, so the overarching culture that we have as far as the priesthood holder is the, the leader and presides over the home and all of that kind of thing, kind of lends itself to, oh, maybe the maybe dad dude's has the final charge, say, yeah. dude's in charge, um, which is not supposed to be the case. Um, you have your priesthood to serve other people and not to be the king of the of the house and all that fun stuff. Have you ever so, observed that? Um, not specifically that I can. I'm. Sh- I know I have, but I don't necessarily have any examples to give you like, that I can pull forth right, I, right I now. I have, have met you? people. It's not been within my own family, but I have met people where the attitude is like, "Well, we just do what Dad says because Dad is the priesthood holder." And I'm like, "Ooh, that feels oh, so." Goodness. I wish you could see the face, the grimmest face that Janae and I just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just, here at the same token, I what I've witnessed far more is uh, mom is now the leader of the household right. and dad is not in, a, in partnership with her dad is below mom right. and so mom wearing the pants and not giving not being a partner with her husband I, that's just as bad yeah I feel like that's just as bad we can't we can't do that to, no. to dad so knock it off maybe, there was Jeanette. a big what was it in the 90s maybe the big push of like advice, uh, huh? the, <laughs> the cultural the cultural issue kind of that we had um, that was made very obvious in the 90s with, with like um, sitcoms and things where sure, it's like dad's an idiot, dad. dad's yeah. just an idiot. We've got home improvement and I don't know, all, all oh, to sorts be fair, of things. Those dads were just idiots. <laughs> we're just idiots. But dad is painted as stupid and uh, and can't adequately take care of life, let alone his family. And so mom has to step in and be like, oh, my husband is so stupid. Well, dummy, just I guess. take care of this and they're the... But unfortunately, I, and I do see this, lots of 
lots of women are the ones that have the final say. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's not good. Yeah. I don't know. It takes a, it takes feminism and, you know, crosses the line. Kind of like a lot of time. I mean, this goes kind of right into feminism where it's women are fighting to be seen as equals and, and everything. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, where um, people, you know, they just, again, cross the line. And now people are like, oh, those darn feminists that we can't stand. The obnoxious ones are the ones that are now trying to not just say women are equal to men. They're trying to say women are superior to men. Mm-hmm. And that is just, I feel like that's just as bad. We can't we can't be doing that. We can't belittle our, our men, whether they're priesthood holders or not. They're sons of God. And we can't can't have one without the other and right. so it's just a it's just a good thing so flipping this um i would almost advise myself and the other women of the church let's make sure that not only are we sticking up for ourselves and not allowing the priesthood to become a thing where they're above us we need to be very very careful to not take all the control in the partnership or in the in the family ourselves and be like well i'm the mom and i'm home 80 percent of the time so i just say whatever I say goes and right yeah. because, well because the thing for me like uh, you know having found myself in that situation for a portion of my life like you just stopped caring you just sort of stop caring you kind of drop out right well, you have, like it's you like probably... well I guess it just doesn't matter and some of that can kind of inflect uh, inflict some doubts as far as self-esteem goes yeah no um, you've got to protect yourself yeah but further than that like it just hurt. was like okay well this is no sort of partnership that I want to be a part of mm-hmm. no because I'm not a, I'm not a partner in this I am the other person exactly. in this not a partner in it uh, let's get to this and then we'll wrap this thing out okay. uh, this caused a huge stir this last week and I'm sure the guys over at uh, Mormon News Report talked a lot about this. Um, you can find that in association with this episode and the numbered episodes that we do every week by following us, subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be in the uh, in the Google Play Store or Apple Podcasts, wherever that is. I encourage you to find it. But the fake version of the LDS website. Did you see this? Oh. The mormon-newsroom.org. This is the fake version? Yeah. Did you, you didn't, I didn't hear about I this? I wasn't, or I heard about it, but I wasn't aware before this that that existed. So, a fake version of an LDS church website with a counterfeit apology about racism caused quite the ruckus on social media this past Thursday. The fictitious website closely resembled mormonnewsroom.org because its title was mormon-newsroom.org. Oh, they're completely different. But it it was made to look exactly like it. Oh, boy. Um, The only thing that was different was the hyphen. The confusion with the sites happened at about the same time time that the LDS Church made a genuine announcement with the NAACP, which is the National Association uh, Something of Colored People, which I think is uh, unfortunately named. Um, it always makes I me uncomfortable. I did not know that that was yeah, what it stood yeah, for. It, it's uncomfortable for me to say out loud. Um, the genuine Mormon newsroom uh, released a, uh, they did a small media event where uh, the president of the NAACP and um, it wasn't president. Nelson, who was it? Someone else got up and they offered, oh, it was Elder Rasband got up and they sort of read just like announcements saying, you know, we've met and we're looking forward to promoting harmony, racial harmony between the NAACP and the LDS Church. Um, however, the the uh, Mormon hyphen newsroom uh, came up with this and I'll read a little bit of it. <clears throat> 
it's again made to look exactly like uh, the Mormon newsroom, and they it starts doctored, out. I'm sorry, they doctored a video, or they just put out. So a they put out a written statement, statement that as says, if it was okay. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints issues the following statement. Again, this is false. It says. Throughout history and continuing into modern times, the issue of racism has caused great suffering and division. Racism affects the hearts and minds of individuals and leads to the uncharitable and harmful treatment of God's children. Institutions may also display racism by enacting policies and perpetuating teachings which harm minorities directly or through purposeful exclusion leading to lost opportunities for blessings. Under the heading of universal love, in his earthly ministry, the Savior Jesus Christ taught that the injunction to love thy neighbor as thyself was equal in importance to the the commandment of lo- to love God himself. In giving this instruction, Christ offered no caveats, no qualifications, and no limitations. Um, so then it continues to go on uh, and say, this central universi- universal teaching of Christian love was accompanied in Christ's ministry by a universal call for repentance. As all have sinned, Christ taught repentance not only to his disciples, but to all of his apostles. Um, five years ago, an initiative began in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to fulfill Christ's paired teachings of universal love and repentance. In the October 2013 General Conference, Dieter F. Uchtdorf, second counselor in the First Presidency, stated and then quotes his thing that says, to be perfectly frank, there have been times when members or leaders in the church have simply made mistakes. There may have been things said or done that were not in harmony with our values, principles, and doctrines. To which he further said, come and join with us. So it is basically um, this uh, well-written hoax saying, because mm-hmm. all that, right, that sounds like how the church would announce it does something. Sound, it sounds like the language of, a, of the church when they issue statements, yes. Um, goes further. On Thursday, May 17th, LDS Church President Russell M. Nelson and his counselors in the Quorum of the Twelve met with the national leadership of the National Association for the Advancement, that was the other A I couldn't think of, mm-hmm. of colored people at the church administration building. And then this, uh, it says, President Nelson issued the following statement, a transcript of which can be downloaded here. So it's like they worked wow. on this thing. Um, This is a fake quote that's attributed to him. It says, it is with a solemn heart that I address you all today. I have upon my shoulders a mantle that I don't suppose you can see with your eyes. It has the weight of its own and represents the responsibility and duty that accompany this office, which I hold the holy stewardship for the children of God, both within and outside of our faith. The trust inherent to that stewardship is no small part of its weight. Um, Let's see here. I want to get to the institutionally. So this is a again, still allegedly part of President Nelson's apology. He says, institutionally in the past, we taught false and hurtful ideas about curses, skin color, and spiritual worthiness, and we were wrong. We taught false amounts or false notions of white supremacy in civil and religious life, heinous ideas of pure white blood, and erroneously condemned interracial marriage, and we were wrong. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So um, here's the thing. Like, if you didn't notice that it was Mormon hyphen news room for a lot of people the way that this is worded the things that it says the people and groups that it addresses they were like yeah this is the thing that we should have done in order to kind of uh, essentially repent to come clean for all the past of the church um and so a lot of people you know they got this and that was it was like waiting for that apology that you'd been waiting your whole life for from uh-huh. like your mom or your dad you know someone that had had really hurt you and and you just found joy in it and then mm-hmm. you found out that it was not uh-huh. 
that it was not real, uh, that it had been made up. Um, That's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And and you saw as much, uh, the sisters in Zion, so for as much crap as we give them here in the cultural hall because <laughs> of their episode they did with us, uh, one of them gets on and she did a Facebook Live for about an hour and 45, hour and 50 minutes where she just wept about, oh, gosh. Uh, you know, that she was excited that she had received messages from people that were like, hey, we finally got the apology we've been waiting for. And her phone blew up uh-huh. because they were people in the, in her community that were just like, yeah. Rejoiced over yeah. it. And then to find out that it was a hoax, just have it be completely um, crushing. crushing. And it's interesting because, I mean, it's a hoax. And the guy just says, oh, listen, I was just trolling everybody. The guy who wrote it. Justin oh, really? That's, yeah. He's that's... like, oh, I was just I was just playing. I was just, you know, I was just joking. Just a little funny. Huh? Uh, I think when you get a lot of people's emotions in it like that, I obviously think that's not a hoax anymore. That's no. just sort of being a dick. Uh, but beyond but beyond that, um, it is interesting how well thought out it is and constructed and how... No, that's, yeah. You know, and, and how there's a part... It, it's sort of this conflicted thing, right? Because this guy was being a jerk. Maybe. But, but, you, but, I'm sure but you can the, argue that his heart was in the right place or But the, but the other something. part of it is is you all, you you really want this to be... You want it to be the, the true. Case. You, the, obviously, all those people that were so grateful for it. Right. Oh, boy. Like, that's... That's a big deal. Yeah. So all over, you know, all throughout the internet uh, this last week, you saw people, you know, saying, oh, it was terrible. I can't believe someone would do that. Um, other people, they're like, this is spot on. Too bad it's a it's a fake. I'm Too, I, bad. I'm, Too bad it's not yeah. the, the church actually saying it. Why couldn't the church say something like this? And, and I think it'll be another thing that challenges some people's faiths. Unfortunately, yeah. You're, is going, you hey, right. you know what? This guy can write it as a joke. Why can't we write it and have it be write real? Write it and have it be real. I'm yeah. really impressed that he... He got the tone of of everything so so on that it was quite or that was not at all obvious that yeah. um, that it wasn't legit yeah. that it wasn't genuine and, and authentic. Um, how what are people? Because I haven't been following the people's responses necessarily to all of this. What if you know have been people's um, thoughts when they compare? What they re- you know that what wasn't genuine, what was false, to so with, the the statement that the Nelson the statement that the that President Nelson and um, the, the the president of the, the NAACP and, said short, brief, yeah, and nothing like was, this. It was very. It was short. like we're looking forward to working together and finding opportunities unity for us to serve together and, in unity and harmony. Amen. Thank you. No questions. Yeah. So there was no there was no mention of the history or not really any, anything that hinted as, as at an apology. Right. Um, so I'm assuming were people upset or I think that people what, always want it to be more, right? Yeah. Especially those, I mean, it's hard for us because we're two white people talking yeah, about this, right? We don't true. really get it. But it's, um, you know, it, it, it's years of oppression or not being able to have all of God's blessings. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can, if we, you and I can try and wrap ourselves, you know, our mind around that, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Yes. If for no other reason than, you know, what you were born, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. no, sorry, you can't go to the temple. Yeah, but why? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, because you look the way that you do. What? Yeah, no, no it, but, I, it but I'm no living sense. righteously. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a difficult thing for me to understand the whole weight of it because of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely this, the statement actually from the church, very simple, very, you know, we're going to work in harmony with each other. There you go. That's, kind, that's, of, that's, kind, that's kind of it. So it'll be interesting to see because of this, because of what a lot of people I think 
feel like needs to happen. Who knows? President Nelson could say something very much like this in the future. Probably. Or maybe uh, yeah. President, uh, what, Oaks? President Oaks. President Iring. Someone. Who, who, somebody down the road. But um, I know for a lot of people, they do feel like they're, although the LDS essay about race sort of alludes to this racism, like I, I know for a lot of people that they won't, they won't feel content until it's like, we were racist and we're sorry. The essay just kind of hints at, at admittance of racism? Well, or? It's, it's like, well, we taught, you know, false doctrines as far as, you know, because um, I, re- I remember growing up, it was like the seed of ham, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, well, you know, that's they're cursed. And now all those those kids have been born and now the curse is lifted. And they're like, well, it's it's not it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a that was a thing that, that was, was incorrectly nice, taught. Right. Yeah. As a way for us to sort of explain it, explain it. Yeah. So, I can understand people wanting to give an explanation. But uh, but that but, yeah, but that but that wasn't that was real either. Um, so anyway, I uh, if you have thoughts on that, comments on that, things that maybe we're missing, if you want to give some insight, you can always send us emails, contact at theculturalhall.com. Uh, and I think that's it. You good? You feel good about this? Yeah, I'm still like turning it over in my head. I would be so fascinated to listen, be like a fly on the wall with the uh, up at up, you know, in Salt Lake as they go over. Okay, what exactly did this fake thing say? Okay, right. and now what did like? Because you know that they've got someone pouring through every single comment that people put on. Sure. Of, my tears are like I'm crying over this. This is amazing. All you know, I'm sure they watched the hour and a half two hour long video of sisters in Zion mm-hmm. that they put out I'm like they go I know that they go someone it's somebody's job to go through all of that sift through all of that and pull um, the tone of the membership out or take highlights to the first presidency it would just be so interesting to, <laughs> to see what they said to about see it. what they say and what they conclude from it and what they what ultimately President Nelson eventually decides to do with it if anything yeah so uh, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope that if you've been sick or afflicted, that you can become well and listen again next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really 